Hey yo, what's good, what's good, what's good? Welcome to Reflections of a DJ, the road podcast presented by DJ City and Beat Source. I'm one of your hosts, DJ Crooked. We got DJ Never. Yo, what's up? We got DJ uh, D Miles. What's good, what's good? We got Jamie the Great. Yeah, what up? And we got a special guest today. We got a very special guest today. I'm going to G up a little bit here. I'm going to G up a little bit. All right, so <laughs> so Callis says she's one of the most important DJs for... Uh, her contributions to music. You know, I read that in Forbes magazine. So this was in Forbes magazine. Do you understand? This was Forbes article. She's a two-time winner of the Global Spin Awards for Female DJ of the Year. One of the founders of Young California. Uh, She brought back Cali hip-hop to the West Coast. She brought back Cali hip-hop. I'm very pleased to have DJ Charisma. What's up, DJ Charisma? Hey, thank you, thank you. What's good? Brought back Cali Hip Hop. Thank you. Brought back Cali Hip Hop to the West Coast. Is that a bold statement? You did that though, Derek. (laughs) Did I? Did I? Seems like it. Yeah, I'm just saying. The facts are there. I was just doing my part at the time, you know, the West Coast, you know, after the game was the only one for so many years, it was just this weird dry spell out here in Cali. Yeah. And like I was that, that young DJ rocking with the jerking movement. So I guess <laughs> shot the YG, everybody. Why was it a dry spell? I feel like the South really dominated during that era. And, and I feel like hip hop took a real pop turn at that. Remember that? That was like the LMFAO days. That, that, and the EDM era. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Hip hop took this total turn. So like I, I was I'm, I'm always been a hip hop head. So I just really focused on what the kids were rocking with. And that was it. And nobody was playing it on the radio. Nobody even knew who they were, but every city you went to, and you know how big Southern California is, right? So it's like, when yeah. you're going to every city out here and all these kids want to hear the same thing, like, we got to get with it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that was like the EDM era that just took over nightclubs. It took over radio. And it just mm-hmm. like, it, it just infested everywhere like a, like a virus. Every day I'm shuffling. And yep. then out of that emerged, you know, the jerk movement and all this Cali hip hop started movement, the hyphy movement. Like the- and then like all of that started emerging. And then you the first record that you broke right, was was uh, the New Boys. You're a jerk, right? New Boys, you're a jerk was the first one. You're a jerk. I know. You're a jerk. I know. You're a jerk. I know. You're a jerk. That's actually how I got to become a mixer on the radio it was because I was, you know, I showed them like, yo, tap them in. And they're like, you know, what? let's give her a shot on air. Yeah, that's how I got my shot. So shout out to yeah. that song. <laughs> so, but so you- I got a crazy story. I was, uh, it was 2009. I literally, I had ruptured my Achilles playing ball, and my nurse that was t- coming to my crib taking care of me, she was, she was also a school teacher, and she was like, "Yo, like, there's this crazy track that my 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 students have been listening to, and it was the New Boys." And I was like, "Yo, <laughs> this is crazy. Like, I don't know what this is, but I love the movement. I love the, the skinny jeans, the vans." You know what I mean? So like that was my first introduction to, the introduction to that in 2009. Yeah. I think the, the the L.A. streets at that time were tired of the stigma of only being gangsters and gangster rap. Mm-hmm. And it's like these kids, mm-hmm. they really just wanted to be lighthearted and dance and have fun. It was beautiful. It was a beautiful time. It was bright colors and tight pants, bro. <laughs> they were, yeah. Bright colors know? and tight pants. All, all the zoomies, like all the clothes on zoomies was the hot shit in the streets. It was crazy. <laughs> yeah, wow. so wait. So you broke that record, but you was like on a street team, right? You was, yeah, I was on the street team. All right. So like my whole thing is, are you, are you getting paid when you're on a street team or are you still 
are you getting like or you do that for free or is that like some internship i mean you know how it goes it, like they pay you i think at the time i was getting like eight dollars an hour i think okay. i was working about 45 hours a week but only getting paid for 15 of the hours you, you know wow you know how the radio grind goes it's it's a grind yeah yeah so you was on I'm the surprised street. you was getting that much <laughs> yeah because in new york <laughs> they didn't pay the street team in new york right the nah, radio. They, they paid them with records and cds yeah. <laughs> t-shirts <laughs> <laughs> That's why. <what I> like. <laughs> At least y'all got some minimum wage there. So if you're on the street team, how do you break a record? Like the new boys, did you know them? They gave you a demo. Who did you give it to? Who did you have to sell it to? Who did you have to pitch it to? Because I was I was reading your bio and I mean you broke so many records like Tooted and Booted with YG. Cat Daddy. Teach me how to Dougie. It's countless with Mustard, Ty, Nipsey, uh, Desloaf, um, Kendrick. You know, like the list goes on and on. And I'm wondering, how did it start from a, someone who worked at a street team? And how did that sales pitch go? Like, how did you get that on the radio? Like, from hand to another hand, like, you know what I'm saying? I'm just, I want to yeah, know just, that process. It, it was just passion, like pure passion. Like, I didn't know nothing about the business. I never got paid for breaking any of these records. It was real, just straight up passion for the art form and the lack of hip hop at that time. And and so I had to show E-Man one time, like, I, I was like, please, please let them uh, perform at a basketball game at one of these high schools, because these high schools be having anywhere from 800 to 1,000 kids. So I took them to Westminster High School out in Orange County. Power 106 was playing them. And FM, Far East Movement, was the headliner. <laughs> and I was like, just let them open up. So E-Man, e, he gave me the chance. And he's like, all right, go ahead. Let them do their song. So we let them do their song. 800 kids just rushed the gymnasium floor and started jerking. Oh, and E-Man just looks at me like this. And he's like, all right. All right. You know, you know what you're talking about. Like, wow. <laughs> it was crazy. Like, that that moment was it. Damn. Yo, the street team. Kirk, let me let me paint this picture for you. Yeah, the yeah. street team and LA for Power One Six are everywhere. They bust their ass off. Like they're at the at the T-Mobile store promoting the hottest phone or whatever, or they're at the high school have giving them a free concert and all the kids are there. So they're just everywhere. So when she thought like breaking the record for her, she was in the streets. Oh, okay. So she had she had to touch. Like she can reach any like regular person. So she was out there radio. playing the record out there. Is that yeah, what, that's what like, it was? Everyone. Yeah, oh, these okay. plazas or whatever in these high schools. That's what I, I miss it. I, I was thinking she got it on the radio. Like someone in the street team got it on or the she radio. Went, she, it went from the street. I did and that too. Yeah, 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 and I did that yeah. too because that moment. E-Man was like, okay, and he played it, started playing it on the radio, and instantly Warner Brothers, shout out to Lee LaRue, they signed him instantly, and I started learning how to build with label reps from that too. So it was just a, Oh wow. It's a dope moment. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's what I'm missing is that I didn't realize. No, the, they really in the yeah, street. Yeah. Bro. You was that running it on the street the and literally Metro getting PCS. the buzz in the streets, like having that happen. Bro, that's crazy. Bro, she was trying. High was driving. school, ratchet parties, gang parties, you Everything. name it. Like charisma. I'm not scared. I was everywhere at that time. Like oh, the shit. hoodest of the hoods, the, the DJing for Kenny G and, and the and the white folks. It was just, I was just yeah. everywhere, you know. And I stuck <laughs> to my style. I stuck to my style of music. I never really switched up. Like I always try to break in or slide in records on people. And did I, that's how I broke a lot of records. Just 
working them, pushing them, going crazy when other DJs would be scared to play them. Fam, I would see charisma everywhere. Like, I would question if she slept at all because I would see her at the club. <laughs> she, I would see her at the club and then she'll be on the radio with Yes Ortiz or she'd be doing these interviews and then she's on the street team. It was just, she was everywhere. I was like, damn, this girl does not sleep at all. Yeah. Yeah. Like, she was active. Nah, you can't, right? You can't, right? Do you guys? I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I sleep. No, with, I, I sleep now. Yeah. And I saw an interview. You said you even were like DJing on upside down trash cans or washers and dryers. Like just the passion. Like where did that even come from? Like that love for music like that. I, I was just a little hip hop head. Like came from the era of making cassettes off the radio, sleeping with the radio on my pillow to hear the new music. Just I just loved it. I always loved new music and being the first one to have it. And no boys wanted to let me. I wasn't into the party scene, but I was into the art of DJing. So like I just had to go get my own turntables and just started house party, word of mouth, word of mouth. I started out in Orange County, which is south of L.A. It's like yeah. where Disneyland is. So mm -hmm. it was a mission to break into L.A. So I really started from the bottom. I did whatever it took. There wasn't two party I, I didn't wouldn't do, especially in the beginning. I did it all. So <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, like looking at your resume and the work that you put in and the accomplishments that you that you, you know, especially in the last decade that you uh that you earned it's just crazy and the whole time i'm looking at all of these like accolades that you 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 have and stuff i'm thinking like damn this must have been a hard fucking road like it, it, it looks really <laughs> great on paper but like i, I know like looking at it, i'm like damn this looks like a lot of work this looks like it's fucking hard you guys are man. djs you know you are <laughs> like nah, very like, long road that's why charisma i want to hear about the suffering you know what i'm saying i want to hear about your pain you know i want to hear <laughs> i want to hear about that inner suffering you know what i'm saying Tell like about the trauma the trauma i want to hear about <laughs> PTSD. how many doors were shut in your face Tell us all oh that. my god all the l's that. i've taken <laughs> It's tough. Like, I mean, think about it, guys. Like most of the other female DJs before me that were even somewhat popular are a certain look. So I'm like a tomboy. Like I like to wear nothing but Jordans and Nikes. Mm -hmm. Like I had a really hard time getting accepted by promoters. Yeah. This, this, this ain't this is people think I'm super rich. It is like, yeah, I'm good. But like they just have this perception because of all the the accomplishments I have on paper, but like, it's a mission. It's a mission to get the money I deserve. I'm fighting every day for the money that I know I deserve. It, it's, it's always, it's always like that though. It's like everyone, everyone perceives that, you know, you're way more successful or like you like the financial benefits for everything that you've done specifically for the culture. There's like a, a huge return back and there usually isn't. And you know what I'm saying? Ooh. It's, you know how much money we got to spend to do what we do? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and you got to keep going also. You can't, there's no stopping. You just got to keep going and going and going. Can never get comfortable doing what we do exactly. at all. Yeah. So it's like I'm always on edge. I'm always very serious. I'm always like if you ever are around me in person, I'm just like focused. Like I got time for bullshit. Like trying to get this bag. I'm trying to own some property. Like let's go. <laughs> Do you, <laughs> do, you, do you think you got kind of like a bad like a you know just be, having to be so aggressive and having to like jump over so many obstacles do you think there's a, like a bad stigma on like you know the energy that you might have to bring to make it in this biz that's like maybe unfairly put, like put on you know maybe even like a female or a woman DJ like such as yourself 
I feel like I, I personally like went through the muds to make it a lot easier for a lot of the female DJs right now. There's so many hot female DJs right now compared to like a couple years ago. Yeah. And even female yeah. MCs, I feel like I really went through the mud to kick down these silent walls for everybody. And I, I love it. I love seeing everybody win right now. But it, yeah, this shit was not easy and it's still an everyday battle. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I, I was trying I was trying to think of like another woman dj that did the shit you did because i i mean i saw it from the beginning to towards now but i'm like i don't think i don't think there was anybody in front of her doing this blueprint and she is the blueprint for the radio dj for women and all that good stuff but i was thinking about it, i was like i don't think like what who influenced you outside of basically yourself like i looked up to like do djs like clue and, and drama like as far as females like of course you had og spinderella but she didn't do what i'm doing totally different yeah mm -hmm. um as far as like a, a you had angie martinez but she's a personality so it was like i was really like creating a new niche it's a, a big ass bomb female just straight up hip-hop dj breaks records moves the culture forward like so I, I i really feel like i set the blueprint like you said like there was no female that i really mm -hmm. looked up to it was more men that they were doing exactly yeah. what I wanted to do. You know, you mentioned like all those East Coast DJs. How did you get familiar with them? Like an Angie Martinez, Clue, Drama, Funk Master Flats, with you being from the West Coast? Chill, save up all my money and go to the CD store on the weekend and buy all the hottest hip hop. Like I had all the source magazines. I was just really into the culture. I don't know. It was just. It was my thing. I loved it. So that's hell. Man, I want I still to this day, I really want to be that female to make that desert storm. Like, you know what I mean? Like you know, like storm, storm. With the echo. But classic album though. There was hits Illuminati. on there. Like that's my mission right now. I'm I'm really more getting into my producer bag. So like I'm really just trying to get into this. There's no female doing what Khaled or any of these guys do. So that's really what I'm trying to get into. Yo, I had heard a rumor back in like 2014. There was a rumor that I heard about Khaled wanting to start a West Coast division for We The Best and you were going to be the front DJ for that? Shoot, he never had, and they never mentioned it to me. That would have been that would have been dope, but not I heard, I heard I heard that was a big thing like back in, you know, behind closed doors that Khaled was trying to get to the West Coast and expand to the West Coast. And charisma was one of the DJs she was he was looking at. And that's, I, I mean, Khaled really fucks with me. Yeah, he, I could call him. He always replies, always answers. I, but I never heard that. But yeah, I'm, he always shows mad love. So if he did, yeah. let's go. Yeah, because yeah. I had heard that around 2014 when you were kind of like young California was at its fucking peak and it was high and just breaking artists every fucking other week what it seemed like. So, yeah, I heard that rumor and I was like, damn, that and I, it never happened. And I was just like, I wonder if that was even true. Was that just a rumor? But I mean, I see I see I see it kind of happening if it, if it was something in the air. Did you yeah. did you want to be a personality or, or did you always want to be like a, a DJ on air? Well, the crazy thing is, like, when I was 17, I, I left California and went to Minnesota to radio broadcasting school. Yeah, I saw that. That's and what I was, I was asking. Like, <laughs> I was like, yo, fuck. After, after I went to school for it, though, I was like, yo, fuck this. I do not want to be a personality. Like, it just it just didn't seem like the business. So I was like, let me, I, I want to be a DJ. So that's when I came back, bought my first set of turntables, and it was on. Wait, how long what did was you it? What was it that made you not want to be a radio personality? Yeah. Because I guess probably the school I went to was real old school radio, just like just their methods and, and just seeing what it really, really was. Mm -hmm. Like if yeah. you're not in a good ass market like New York or L.A., yeah, I'm pretty sure y'all know, like the smaller markets, this shit is not. <laughs> it's, right. it's a lot. 
Yeah, it's, it's not the high paying glamorous job that we really think it is. You know, so that, that for me, I was like, wait a minute, let me focus on being a DJ. So that's when I made that choice. Wait, how long, did you, how long did you last in Minnesota? Like a year, two years? Yeah, just a year. I went for a school. I went for a one year school, you know, graduated, did that, knocked it out. It, it was did- cool. It was a good it was a good experience for me to get out of all, of, you know, the Mexicans in L.A. because that's all we got out here. So yeah, it was cool none to of us in, in Minnesota, there's no Mexicans. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it, was, it was it was black and white for the most part. So it was I just I thought it was cool to be in that different setting. You know, I, I was going to say going to school in Minnesota didn't help to the experience probably of of going to school out there. Right. Kind of. <laughs> in Minnesota. No, nah, but you like- know what was cool? You know what was cool? I, I had a job at the Mall of America. I sold shoes at the athlete's foot. Oh. And I always used to to sell kicks to Next because Next lives in Minnesota. And oh, so did right. the Atmosphere. Atmosphere used to always come up and get shoes from me at the... So I was getting my, my networking on. I was learning early. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, that's totally crazy. Got next from Minnesota. That's crazy. So wait. It's funny. I'm, I met Charisma... Um, mm-hmm. in Miami for I, well, I forget the girl oh Hazelie Hazelie was having this girl Hazelie was having a big party and she flew out Charisma and I don't know if NYG Char- NYG yeah, I, was, I don't say I don't know it was Charisma, our first time yeah I was about to say I don't know if Charisma brought him with her or they were booked differently but she kept playing at Tooted and Booted out in, in uh, Miami and it was working and I was like yeah. oh shit and no one knew who YG was YG came up to me. He's like, yo, nice to meet you. I'm YG. This is my song. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. This is your song. I just didn't know who this guy was, but he was with her. And I think, Must- I don't know if Mustard was there, but I- there's some other dude with him. But yeah, she she pushed hard for YG in the beginning, like heavy. Did you did you have yeah, to like man. did you have to like start changing your approach in the meetings to kind of get the records through or did like what was the process where you had to prove them wrong? Proving them wrong. I never changed my method. Like me proving them wrong and these songs blowing up and these cats blowing up proved me right. I didn't have. I just kept it. All right, I'm gonna keep doing what I do because they they want you to not speak up. They want you to be scared. They want you to just shut up and not mess up the flow that they got. You know, so it's like. What does that benefit me though? <laughs> like, I'm, yeah. like I'm cool. Like, so your strategy was build a buzz on the streets, and then the streets will speak, and then yep. the streets will force the radio and the powers that be to start pushing this music. I feel like Nipsey. I feel like Nipsey said it best about me. Nipsey, one time in a Vlad interview, he's like, "Charisma is that missing piece that connects the streets and radio." Do you really feel that LA radio really supports their own to the level that they should? Now they do. Like I said, because because they have to, or because nah, not even because they have to. They don't have to. They gonna still sell their ad space and get their money regardless. But I think they got people in the buildings like you know Charisma, DJ Charisma, the Young California Movement, right? The LA Leakers, you know what I'm saying? J Crew, Just Incredible, DJ Sour Milk, Big Boy, uh, Fuzzy, you know what I'm saying? That you know Felly, that support what's going on in the streets, E Man. You know what I mean? They they know what's up now. Like if you got to pop a mixtape, you really impacting the city. Like Charisma went and got T Fly and put that record on the radio first. L.A. Reid just signed T Fly, right? Yeah, you know I what I'm saying? About, I heard about that. And, and she had a lot to do with bridging what was going on in the streets and connecting it to radio. You know, he was like, she was the one that really came in, willing to give kids that didn't have these huge major, typical label deals and like, nah, these kids. You could go anywhere in L.A. and rock a party and the kids know word for word these songs. You can't ignore them no more. Like these kids deserve a shot. 
And I was, you know, and Nipsey said it like I was that piece and I really went in there and fought. I don't know why I wasn't getting paid to fight for none of these records. I just did it. <laughs> it's for the love of it. I just right? did it. For the love of it. I just did it. Is so, there an artist that you're most proud of, like working with and like helping get them broken into the industry? Yeah, uh, of course. YG Ty. Ty will tell anybody right now. It was Charisma was the first one. Ty Dallas. I'm super proud of because he's such a musical genius. Yeah. Uh, T Fly, Bryson Tiller, like he'll tell you, I was the first one to play him on FM radio. Um, oh, no. wow. T Fly, I was really proud of Dej Loaf, like yeah, her. But uh, I was I, Honey Cocaine was someone I really wanted to go, and I, you know, oh, we were yeah. so close with her, but she was right before females were getting a chance, you know. So, uh, shoot, there's a lot of them. I'm proud of everyone that I was a part of in the in the West Coast that I was a part of. From the Sage of the Gemini's to the Tanache's to the Blueface, that like, I, no, can't nobody call Blueface but me right now and get anything I need from him. All the new cats out here, the Blue Bloods clan, they all know who's playing it first. Everybody knows who's playing it first. It's still me. The Blue so, the Blue Bloods clan. Saying, <laughs> wait 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 wait. The Blue Bloods clan. I never heard of that. What that's. I'll show you. What the fuck these niggas talking? Cash out the bitch a thousand, it's the little things Bus clan, yeah, honcho with us on the east I'ma be the first in that Rezavani beast Talk my business, I ain't sick, yeah, I'm for the streets You want niggas to perform, we need a hundred each Off of Abbey with your bitch, I ain't going to sleep You be wifing all the bitches, that be honest to me yeah. To LA and I'll yeah. just Wait. show you All I gotta do is the put blue it on Okay, I thought she was threatening me Like, yo, come blue. to LA and I'll show you <laughs> The blue blocks <laughs> Somebody finally I'm like, like yo, no, dis- no disrespect No, no disrespect I'm just saying, I don't know no, I never heard <laughs> Once take one take Jay, Shoreline Mafia Like, they all it's, It was yeah, yeah. all me It's still me uh, Shoreline, Shoreline Mafia Shoreline Mafia really took over Vegas like yeah yeah, yeah. shoreline mafia is everywhere in vegas like that's crazy that's her that's you it's still just me i'm just tapped in with the street so start emailing us some blue bucks what bland yeah. what is it called <laughs> yeah send me zip you never thought about making your like own management like company or record company or anything like publishing company like that what, I, mean, I feel like i feel like uh for me, it's like I've really had to fight to get the gems and the knowledge that 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 uh, I feel like a man will give a younger man real quick and give him the exact in on what to do. I just feel mm. like I've just been trying to figure it out on my own. Really? I feel like I could have did it a lot faster if, if I would have got just more gems in the past. Mm. I'm just trying to figure it out. I definitely want to do all this. And I know I can. I, I've, I've done it just without getting paid for it properly and like yeah. really mm. having the business right. I need someone to teach me the business. Nobody wants to really teach you the business of things. But it, it seems it seems crazy after all of these artists that you break that there would still be, you know, that there wouldn't be doors opening like crazy for you to just kind of move in and have an opportunity like that. Is that? I don't know about you guys, but as DJs, I feel like they take advantage of us a lot. Like, I feel like uh, everyone's like, oh, Chris, come do this, come do this, and I'll do a bunch. I'll bring him the hottest artist, but then, that you know, they don't ever, nobody like, you know, nobody does what they're supposed to do and take care of you. That's, that's why I'm doing it. That's why I'm, I'm, I'm my next phase is signing my own artist and doing all this myself and yeah. getting my publishing. And like, I, I get it now. So now I'm, I'm on it. Well, you, you, that's why you kind of, you, you, you helped found Young California, right? Basically, like, right. I'm, I'm going to paraphrase here. Like, Young California is like, it's like, <laughs> it's like a, it's like an organized crime syndicate or something, like where you got all the, the Cali <laughs> DJs to band together. 
and vowed to never play. Yeah, like a mafia where you guys yeah, vowed. Yeah, bro, they're a family. Yeah, they just <laughs> vowed never to have EDM on the radio take over again, right? Was that what it was? Pretty much. Eating <laughs> <laughs> linguine at the Italian spot, bro. Yeah, I, I yeah, I picture that. I picture I picture a long table and all these oh, Cali yeah. DJs like eating lobster and steak, and be like, "Yo, this can't happen ever again. Like, we can't never let EDM yeah, take like, over radio." Pretty much. It was more like we we started it because it was more about unity. It was more about unity, you know. Like, there's too much macho ness and egos and people hating on each other, especially. You know, like, for instance, the Bay didn't fuck with L.A. at that time. So, like, that was the real thing. Like, let's connect because we got almost the same sound. So, me, Amen approached me. He's like, you're you're doing exactly what I'm doing in the Bay. Let's me and you team up because we're the new kids in radio. No one's fucks with us yet. Let's show them what we can do. And so we teamed up and then me and him picked a DJ just like us at every single radio station in California, all the way down to San Diego. And like that shit worked and we would just pick a record. OK, Red knows this shit's got a million views. It's the hottest thing in the streets. Let's all just hit our PDs on the head and let's get it in, get it in rotation and break it. We broke a lot of records for Empire. Shout out to Empire. Oh, yeah. Gazi and all them over there. We broke a whole lot of records for Gazi. Shout out to y'all. Yeah. <laughs> so w- was there any DJ that didn't want to get down with you guys that you approached and be like, yo, we doing this. You want to get down with us? And it was like, nah, we good. Uh, not that we, nah. We knew who to approach. You know what I mean? We didn't approach anyone that was already like legit, like the leakers and all the other big guys. We we didn't yeah. approach them. It was more like cats that were the underdogs like us, the new cats coming up. Oh, They're really coming. tapped in the streets. And then once, we, like, it took a couple months and I had every DJ begging me to be down with the crew. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then we yeah. bring in Dre Sinatra. We bring in like, and it just got picked all the right cats, I feel. And that shit went worldwide. Like Japan, Africa talking about we made young Japan, young Tokyo, like young Hawaii. Uh, young, like it was crazy. I was going to say, what happened when uh, young New York? I would have liked to see that. <laughs> no, I'm about to say Young Vegas. <laughs> young Vegas. <laughs> no, no, hey, that's crazy because Drewski at the time was that guy and he hit me and me and him did a Young California, Young New York mixtape. Mm, so right. like oh, they did fuck with it. They, I, I got great relationships with all them guys because of Young California. Like, all the, I could go to New York right now and I'm going to each radio station and I'm linking up with all of them and it's because of Young California yeah. what we did. Did you have New York radio DJs hitting you up like, yo, much respect, like you breaking all these records? Were they noticing shit, uh, you know? It felt crazy to me because I get way more love from them than I ever did from the home team. That's what I was wondering. I was wondering that, yo. Way more love. It's crazy, like, funk, all of them, all of them, you know, that DJ Enough wanted me to be a heavy hitter, you know? But he wanted me, like, in all of them, they fuck with me tough. I can hit any of them right now. And then you and you were feeding and you were feeding them all that heat. You were feeding them all that uh, that Cali shit that they were getting the first dibs on out in New York. You know, right? And vice versa. I was fighting for their shit because, like I said, all these guys are focused on EDM and all these party records. Who's no one's fucking with hip hop? You know, so who was I, I was the first one to ever bring Bobby Schmurter out here that was me like mm. I've been like wow they so they know so I get a lot of the records first like CJ Whoopty I had it before it was even dropped yeah yeah had a you know so it's like we we help each other out that's what we're supposed to do right that's yeah, what yeah. it should yeah. be about that's what it should be <laughs> about what, yeah like you said that's what it should be about but you know the game like it's not always that way like <laughs> 
DJ. I feel like me being a, me being a girl allowed me to to navigate differently. Like with the South yeah. DJs, the New York DJs, the Bay fucking loves me. Like it's yeah. it's just other than LA, people really rock with me. I think me being a girl kind of helped that. But why is LA like that? Why they like they're not showing you as much love as everyone else? Because everybody wants to be the star, never. <laughs> everybody, everybody, everybody wants to be the star. No, nobody will help each other out. Yeah, but Jamie, that's everywhere. Everyone, will, everywhere, everyone I wants to be the star. I think it's always like that in your hometown, right? It feels yeah. like yeah. you have to leave, and then they praise you more when you come back. I, Even I, with all try, I, do, I really try to put on cats, and I show it. So that's why I'm good with big club DJs out here, the big street DJs. I'm good with everybody because. They know I'm always throwing lobs their way. You know the deal. Young mm -hmm. California for the COVID, we did a fundraiser. We raised uh, $50,000 yeah. and we just gave it to DJs. Gave it to all the, all the out-of-work DJs. Like, we, we've proven that we ain't about the bullshit. We're here to like, come on. It's hard for us DJs. This shit ain't That's easy. Love. That's yeah. fucking love right there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Damn. I was going to say, I think for me, when I really like noticed the Cali the young California sound was in the clubs. Yeah. And that's like more so than the radio. Cause I'll even like being DJ and radio, I don't listen to radio. So for me being in the clubs, I was like, damn, this sound is crazy. Like, can you explain like, energy? Did she say energy or she said something? It, it, oh, energy. I thought she made up a word. Like, like it was energy. I was like, yeah, what's energy? <laughs> start Googling it. Like, oh, 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 did we get into like, is, is this Cali swag? Is this Cali slang? I don't know. About. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. That's energy. No, Sorry, yeah. No, no it was just the the energy was missing. South, New, even New York, you guys took a hit for years too. Like it was oh, the South. Yeah. Yeah, the South yep. ran that shit, and there was <laughs> nothing but seventy BPM and lower. So, mm -hmm. and it was such a dry. It was such a long time between games. Rain. Right. It was like a good five six year chunk. Like people wanted to hear some slaps. Like damn, let me get some boom bat back. You know, like. You know how it goes. It goes in waves. It goes like this. Yeah. When that Cali sound was like really dominating and like kind of like the 2010s, right? Yeah, I just remember all the, all the hits were coming out like Tiger, Mustard, all of that shit took over. Woo! And I was playing all of that shit. And I was like, oh, these motherfuckers from Cali? Oh, these motherfuckers from Cali? And I was like, damn, Cali's really taking over. And like being from New York, I was a little hurt, like butthurt. I was like, where the fuck is New York? What? <laughs> What is New York doing? Why is Cali taking over? And then I would talk to my boys in New York. I would I would fly back to New York and they still be playing some of the old shit out there. Like, you know what I mean? And then I'll be like, yo, you guys like New York's behind, man. And I started talk telling them like, you guys are behind, man. I, I hate to say this, but Cali is really on it right now. And they're kind of leading the hip hop shit right now. They would get mad at me. But it it was kind of <laughs> true. But it was kind of true at that time. Like it was just it was. dominating. But, like hey, but look it. Look at who's got the wave right now. Y'all killing with this mm -hmm. drill New York sound that's popping right now. Like I know. It's all y'all. Yeah. Yeah. We, we lost a good one though, Pop Smoke, man. He was a fucking star. That was like, you know what I mean? Exactly. That, that was a fucking shame. Yo, yeah. I always noticed that like in New York, a record will pop, and it'll be like maybe one record a year, two records a year, and then like it'll pop in New York, and then two, three months later, it'll pop in in L.A. or Cali, like Millie Rock. Yeah, all that, all that shit. Even like, um, what's that? Uh, Sheck West, that shit, like all of that. Even Whoopty, yep. Whoopty was like maybe in in Cali, like four months later and shit. Mm -hmm. But I was wondering, like. The new like West Coast records, is it easy to break them on the East Coast or are they more stubborn? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I know you try to like push some some Cali records in New York. Was there a certain way you had to approach motherfuckers over there? Was there a sales pitch that you had to do to get them to play it? Or they just trusted you at after a certain period, you know? It just trust and just, you know, waves you know how it goes. Some of these artists 
are gonna be able to break through and some aren't like there's a lot of artists who i used to tell don't get stuck out here because a lot of artists would get stuck out here and never break past the vegas borderline you know what i mean yeah yeah yeah. like the problem i feel like problem never really cracked off in the south and in the in in the east coast as big as he was at that time when problem was hot out here yeah. you fucking couldn't go to any club without hearing problem joe moses huh? nigga what huh? give a fuck nigga why nigga be like huh? nigga what but those two never were able to break through and i don't know what it is but yg and others did so it's just every artist is different every song is different mm-hmm. there's never no answer you just got to kind of feel no when to keep pushing and no when to pull back is you it? mentioned problem that's crazy because he's one of the I've, I've known problems since probably like 2000 i actually played ball against him in high school <laughs> and I, I never understood why he didn't break you know what I mean? Like he had hit records that just didn't translate for some reason past California and Nevada. It was just hella weird. Because they did the, they did the same tour line. They kept doing the mm-hmm. the Modesto down from Oakland down to Cali down to Fresno, and it just like they never got past. And I, YG, the smartest thing he ever did was move to Atlanta and started fucking with Jeezy. Drop my head up. Dropped it in Atlanta sure with Atlanta DJs. You know what I mean? Like right. he, that, yeah. I think yeah. that was the thing that really helped YG get over the hump that everyone else gets stuck under. Yeah, uh, yeah. that's interesting. Yeah, it's almost like it. It reminds me of like uh, when we talked with Silent Addy about the dance hall scene, like Jamaicans, like they just kind of they're cool with the local love. Like, they don't want to cross over. Like, we never hear many mm. dance hall records uh, cross over to the States anymore because these motherfuckers don't care about popping off in the States anymore. They're kind of just, like, mm-hmm. happy with the local love that they have. And then they can just kind of, like, live and eat off of the local love. So they just keep it going and going. Is that kind of what's a, going on? A lot on? of South artists do that. Yeah. A lot of South yeah. artists do that. There's so many, like, kind of one-hit wonders or you look at them and we have hella views, but they don't get out, so they don't they don't break past either. They don't become that little baby. Like, you got you to gotta get out. You got to get out of your hometown and really go live somewhere else for a couple months. And just is it, be, is it because they get too comfortable in their hometown? They, don't, they feel like yeah. life is good right now. We don't need nothing else. We could just... Lack of, I think poor management, poor guidance. Right. Poor mm-hmm. management, poor guidance, just bad pe- teams, not their homie. The big homie is their manager. Two gang bang out, can't even get on a plane, can't even travel. Like yeah. It's just a lot of stupid shit that holds them back, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think traveling and just linking up outside of your circle always helps and it always like just basically expands the artist horizons and what they mm-hmm. and what they could do, man. Do you have management now? You never never had management. Nothing. Nothing. Nah, never. Oh my like God. hopefully if, if the producing thing gets a little better, like I I'll see. But like I am a manager. No, I got no, more no, no. connections. Charisma. People. You need somebody. I got more managers than people. I just no. need someone to put their foot down for me. Yeah, that's what you need a manager fighting yeah. there and getting the deals for you and getting what you deserve. So you know what I'm saying? That's crazy. Like Oh my God! All these no years, one ever, no management. one ever approached you for management. <sighs> yeah, no, tons of times it just nothing ever worked out. Like, or the people that tried to do it, they just didn't know what to do. Like, they couldn't. Ha- I ended up having. I'm I ended not- up making all the plays myself. So it was like, you know, what's the point? Charisma, I'm surprised you're not on like a CAA or something like that. To be honest with you, with all the ties to artists that you have, yeah, all the you, you gotta. 
Oh my God! No, These Cookie days I got them. a lawyer. These huh? days I got a lawyer. You want to be her manager? I can't. I can't do that shit. I'm. I'm just as crazy as her. I'll say some stupid shit in a meeting or something, or whatnot. Yeah. But no, <laughs> you need true. to. <laughs> You're quick for her. Yeah, it's just like the person who's talking to me, but like, why am I talking to this crazy Asian? I should have just talked to the crazy Latina before. Like, I don't want to talk to these fucking people. No, no, no. But like, no, I'm, I really, oh man, what is, I feel like that's, you got to shop for that. You got to. I feel like you really do because they're going to, they're going to get you, they're going to open so many doors for you that you deserve. I swear to God. With it's the numbers crush. that you have and the outreach that you have, you're not getting the opportunities that you, you, you know what I'm saying? Deserve. That, that deserve. you deserve, yeah, that's fucking nuts. Because I was just about to ask you if you ever, if there was a Young California album or anything like that, like a compilation album for Young California in the mid two thousand tens would have been like the the perfect timing ever. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I wanted to, I wanted to, but others others weren't ready for it yet. I should have just did it myself. <laughs> Wasn't you supposed to drop? I'm guessing when you were supposed to drop an album in 2014. I dropped my own shit. Yeah, I ended up dropping my own shit. Like I did a collab with Serato, so I actually I have that. a Serato vinyl. Mm-hmm. It's an EP. It's got five original records, and the flip side is Serato. Yeah, that was dope. And then uh, I dropped a few singles. Mm-hmm. I I drop a single at least once a year, so I just try. But this year I'm gonna drop a whole lot. I got a lot in the bag ready to go. Yeah, and you handle the productions on your album. Um, I work with young guys that I work with that that I trust, and I, it's all like it's like like a machine, like a little machine. Like I give them the ideas, the guidance of what I want the sound to be. They'll sit there, they'll cook it, and then mm-hmm. I'll go out and make the plays. Yo, Cook is still stumped that she never had a. I know, right? He's just looking like he looks so <laughs> sad. I'm, I'm, he can't believe it. <laughs> like, oh, oh. Like, what? I get I get approached too much by hood cats. That's always been my thing. Like I feel like the the right business folks they don't they don't want to rock walk with me for some reason. I don't know what it is, but I always get approached by the hood cats. You know, I'm like scared. Oh <laughs> god. Yeah, because I'm just thinking like you know because I, I I'm you know I always have my eye on marketing. Like if if anything if if there's anything that I'm really really good at is like marketing, right? And just the young California, I'm surprised you guys didn't have like some type of compilation album, a festival, or some type of like. Well, we had we had multiple you know? concerts. Yeah, we well, sold yeah. out many concerts. Not a festival, but we've sold out big venues. We've done it a lot. Yeah, I feel like a like out a, here an so. annual summer fest would have been a, crazy. A tour. Yeah, or something like. There's just so many. Yeah, well, things, we're definitely you know? restructuring after COVID. Like we all had time to really sit back and think. So we got a lot of stuff that we're planning. So as soon as we get a chance to open up, we're gonna we're gonna come back hard. Did Wait. you guys have a stage at, at the at the Power on a Six summer show? Was it the Young Cup? At Real at Real Fest, they gave us our own stage every year. Every time the Real has a show, that we had a stage outside. Oh, wow. oh okay. And then actually, uh, one year Doc gave me twenty minutes before Cardi B to do what I wanted, and I, we went crazy with that. So that was Shit. dope. Do you miss DJing in like live venues and shit like that, doing gigs? Yeah, I miss it. Just the other day, it felt so good to do that club on Tuesday and to drop the volume and hear everyone rapping Meek Mill Dreams and Nightmares. Like, I miss that shit. Oh, wait, I you, love that shit. You did a spot in uh, in Cali on Tuesday? Yeah. So oh. we're slowly opening up, slowly. Was it busy? Low key, but was it, it busy? Was Really? <laughs> she said we're slowly <laughs> opening up but it was packed they were singing the meek mill shit no we're used to these big spots that you know it's just 
So these little spots, it's slow. Yeah, yeah. Slow. It was wall to wall in there. That's hundred square feet. That's good. Hey, you know how e- it's you know how it goes. It's easy to pack out a small spot. We're 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 OGs in this. We know what we're doing. Yeah. And they were selling yeah. tacos at that spot. Yeah, you got the perfect your perfect family. <laughs> oh, kidding me? <laughs> I miss that live shit, but I love breaking records too. And but I miss the live shit. I I, I love it. Mm-hmm. Oh man, it, it, especially you- concerts. I do a lot of concerts where they'll let me open up before the acts are in town. Yeah, and mm-hmm. that crowd, getting the crowd to sing along and all that shit. I just, I love it. Yeah, I, I'm surprised you haven't gone on tour with a lot of these artists a lot more. I guess the radio kind of stopped that from from happening, right? Yeah, I-, I choose not to. I choose not to. Like I did, I did the hardcore touring for two months on a bus with honey cocaine you know what i mean i did it like i did it with her and then with t-fly i did it and whoo that shit was an eye-opener that shit was an eye-opener being with t-fly crazy so (laughs) and being with men was way different but yeah no sweetie wanted me to be her dj and i was like i can't i got a kid i just can't oh really i can't just be i can't be at their beck and call and they don't pay enough so yeah. Oh man. You know, hit that the right opportunity. Like if Nikki would have asked me to do it, and one time she almost did, like I think I would have did it. If it was Nikki, I would have did it. But the other, it just didn't make sense to leave like that and just be at their beck and call like that. It's hard to be a tour DJ, right? Like I've I've heard from some tour DJs that they're not only a tour DJ, they're like everything. They're like everything. The, the salute dinner. Dre Sinatra. Yeah. Salute salute Dre Sinatra. I watch him do so much for Ty Dolla Sign. Yeah. Who you who you think books all his after parties? Like like Tre, Dre is amazing at what he does for Ty. Yeah. And not yeah. not all tour DJs are like that, but there's a few of them that get down. So salute to all the real good tour DJs. Well, Jay Sinatra comes from being Ray J's DJ. So that was a good, good uh <laughs> uh you had good practice with Ray J. So the tie dollar is probably a lot simpler He's for him. He's connected. He's got mad connects no matter where they go. So I love it. You also DJed for uh, Yo-Yo, right? For yo oh my God, that was the first I wasn't <laughs> even in radio yet. My name is Yo Yo. I'm not a one more. I like to flow so swift. The first gig she ever took me to, she flew me out to Vegas. I never flew to Vegas. It was the first time she flew me out to Vegas. We stayed at the Trump Towers. Ooh, Man, she uh, introduces me to Big Daddy King, MC Light. I was like, what the fuck? This is wow. crazy. I love yo-yos. That's my sis, man. I love yo-yo. So like during this during the pandemic, you've been kind of in production, kind of, right? Just kind of working yeah, on music. Just in production. Have you had an itch to go on Twitch at all or, or not really? You know, like I was stream? on it early before everyone else jumped on it. I was already on it, actually. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, so I had I, w- I did a party back in February with G Perico on Twitch. So I was already like under the Twitch. But then when it really hit and everyone really got on it, I kind of backed off because <laughs> yeah. it was just like they need it. They need it the way I look at it, because I got gigs. I'm still booked. I've been booked the entire pandemic. I can't sit there for four hours and mix like that. I have a kid. You know what I mean? I just it's it, I do concerts on there. Like, as uh, soon as Draco the Ruler got out of jail, I did his first concert, me and him on Twitch. 
So I'll do it here and there. But I think it's great for these young DJs. Like it really helped them out. The ones that didn't have no gigs and no, mm -hmm. no other outlets. I was still on radio the whole time. I was still, right. you know, I, I got I'm such a different kind of DJ. I do so much. So were you were you actually doing gigs like out of town and traveling uh, during the pandemic or not really? You were. Yeah, I went to Atlanta quite a few times. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> we sorry for collecting the check. <laughs> oh, like we never stopped with the stripper parties. Like we had hella stripper parties, hella mansion parties. I was I was fine. And oh, then she I was, was part of the paid. underground shit. Oh, word. Like I was in the oh, underground. Wow. Like, you know. Oh, so shit. I did a lot of stripper stripper shit over the the pandemic. Oh damn. <laughs> But uh, I was even getting real big checks to do virtual parties. I was getting big checks to DJ from the living room. It was mind blowing. So yo, wow. let's so go. Back, has, um, let's go back to the strip. Wait, wait. Let's go back to the stripper parties real quick. <laughs> 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 what were they like? Let's Charisma. Let me just rewind that. that Lit. You guys got to come hang out with me one time. Let's go. Oh, say, well, say yeah. no more. <laughs> say no more. Look at just, just tell us when. <laughs> True. Yeah. Any night of the week, we party Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah. With Wait, wait, wait. All right, wait, guys. I, I drive back to LA with Jamie next time he's in here. We hang out. Yeah, I seen a bunch of like LA DJs be doing like prohibition. No, time but over that's here. that's really popping in New York too. Like New York, Big time. there's a bunch of underground stripper parties popping off. Like my homies, yeah. like in Harlem, are, are wilding out. So happy. Yeah, they're wilding the fuck I mean, out I in New York. Like I come home with tips myself. I don't gotta like I love the girls. I don't gotta dance though, but I be coming home with trash bags of ones. Like it's a blessing. Like, Whoa. <laughs> uh, Whoa. Yo, so wait, was that like a weekly thing or was that like twice a month? Was it, you know? Like what Not was it? Weekly. Weekly. Oh shit. Wow. So wait, it was just I mean we had our issues. There's there was definitely parties that we did that got shut down real quick. Like but you know, we just had to figure it out. Everyone learned how to change locations. And there was a few of them doing it. There was a few sets of promoters that did it. And I rock with all of them. So mm -hmm. I was able to rotate. You know what I mean? So was, wait, was this like safe with masks and shit? Or was it kind of like all out in the open? I mean, I always wear a mask. But they, they I'm in my little booth. Yeah. I'm in my little booth with my mask on, getting my bread. Wow. So you, so yo, you, you, <laughs> so wait, so wait, wait. I just have to, I have to take devil's advocate. And again, I have to say, I did, I did Cancun twice with DJ Summy and DJ Self. <laughs> Cancun twice. Did you go to Tulum? I haven't even been sick though, guys. I've never, I haven't gotten I sick at all, so I don't know what to say. But, I don't but even you, know. But you, you can under, you can understand the optics, right, of someone who's like, "Damn, this is like res irresponsible," like doing a super. I know, spreader. but I'm a conspiracist, guys. I'm sorry, I gotta admit to you. I'm a oh, you are. Conspiracy. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> wait, wait, wait. wait. <laughs> he wasn't online admitting this, like other DJs. Oh, you're, you're a conspiracy? What a conspiracy theorist, kind of a little, like yeah. <laughs> Is I'm that? sorry. I got to question everything. I just be questioning <laughs> shit that don't make shit. sense. Uh, I don't know. Wow. So I did, I, I did not expect the, this conversation to take this turn over here. Like, <laughs> no, I'm actually shocked. <laughs> wait, so wait, 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 wait. It went from light to dark. <laughs> no, 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 no. I was just like, so So you you think COVID is like, I'm, I'm assuming you think COVID's like a flu like that or something like that? Or you or you what is your theory? I'm curious. Let us know. I just, yeah, like, I, I got, I just got questions. <laughs> I just got questions. Like, how does this all add up? I don't know. I just, you know, and I don't know. Yeah, Watch yeah. too many I, movies. I know they'd be trying to test us with little experiments and see how we act. And I don't know. 
Oh, wow. I don't know nobody that got sick. I, I personally don't know anybody in my whole family. Nobody got it. Right. Uh, yeah. I have and a question. I, I didn't really. I don't know. The Are numbers don't take- add up to me. What happened to the regular flu? What happened to all the regular? Well, I don't know. The numbers just don't add up to me. Right. So, so you're not going to take the vaccine? No. Hell no. Fuck no, bro. Mexicans don't believe in vaccines. I told you this. <laughs> Mexicans <laughs> don't take no vaccines but the ones we have to take. But I'm, I'm I ain't saying- never taken a flu vaccine and I never get sick. Hey, so j- I never get the flu. Mm-hmm. But yeah. like never even before COVID, I mean, like I don't get sick. I'm the same way. I've never flu. taken a flu shot at all. But but charisma, like you know that there's people out there who's lost like family members and friends, like a a lot. There's a lot. Like there's half a million, over half a million people that have passed. Like, yeah, Jamie. I mean, I know Jamie's I, family. I, 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 I have a lot I'm of sorry, lost, but, know, I'm sorry to everyone that, that passed, but I don't. It's just. She got questions still. She got questions. Listen, as much as I lost people to this shit, I respect everybody's opinion. Yeah. I don't, you know, whatever you think is you. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. But it's it's you know I, yeah. I I don't question your questions. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> if shit don't add up to you, shit don't add up to you. It is what it is. Leave it alone. Mm. But even Mexicans, like even now, like people that lost people, you ask them if they're gonna take the flu sh- the, the, the the vaccine. They're like, no. Why would I fucking take that? But they had pe- they had lost people. So it's kind of it's in a weird teeter totter. Like you just don't know. Oh man, yeah. just don't know. This is yeah. yeah. This is a. I'm, I'm like, I'm like blown away, man. <laughs> like, for <Sorry>. real. <laughs> no, but you gotta understand, crooked, crooked is like very in tune with the education of coronavirus and what it is, and even the way he carries himself and with his house, everything. Like, I think we all do, it. yeah, yeah. So, no, but he's I, probably a little, yeah. I, Charisma, I will tell you, I respect the shit out of you for you know. <laughs> for the hustle for being and just, herself too. yeah now for for doing you like I, I understand it but at the same time it like kind of breaks my heart a little bit you know like but even still i still want to hear more about these underground stripper parties so like yeah how I'm, are they like I'm, I'm like torn you know i'm like oh my god super spreader but underground stripper party <laughs> like how big are these parties? You know, like who's there? Nothing trumps a good stripper party. No, nothing, no. nothing too big. Nothing too big. Always no. fifty or less. Are, you you see small. celebrities there though? You see like some celebs there and shit? Or no, it's not. That's who I, that's who I party with. That's who I DJ for. Oh shit! Yeah. So wow. was a celebrity star. Say no names. <laughs> Say no, no names. No name, no case. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. Uh, next time, just just wear a webcam on your head so I could like watch that. Just shit. Put a GoPro right here. Girl. I you know, but shit. then they wouldn't book me no more. That's why. That's why everyone booked me because they know I could. They know I, I don't. I don't talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> a lot. Oh man, that's that's insane. So, all right. Well, did they have catering for these parties? Not look at me. Did the chicken catering. wings were good. <laughs> Oh, good. You know we got the tacos out here. We live with taco man easy. So it's like Damn. truck up. It don't even matter. Like when Cali starts opening up, it's gonna be like twenty five percent capacity, thirty five percent capacity, fifty percent capacity. It's still not. Slow, yeah. It's still not gonna compare to these underground strip. strip Vegas parties. too. Yeah, Vegas yeah. too. Yeah, it's it's not going to compare to these underground stripper yeah, parties. Hold on, hold on. I love how she was. I love how she was doing the stripper parties, and she goes. Nothing more than fifty people. They still follow some guidelines. But was, yeah. I mean, but fifty is not that many people. So it's. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm just picturing like a Drake mansion, like you know what I'm saying, and just like all no. these different rooms, and just like yeah. Am I kind of right? Am I kind of right? A little bit. No, the 
it'll be it is all in the living room. You got to make it feel like a club. Mm, okay. Yeah, With the couches. They'll be selling people's couches. Like a, uh, like a upscale, a like a upscale house party kind of, right? Yeah, exactly. And then, yeah, so when, sure. go right. ahead, Kurt. No, I just don't want to get. I don't want to get anyone incriminated or anything. So, like, I have a, <laughs> I have a ton of questions. I want to know how how people find out about the party. Is it just text message? Is it? Is well, it, I feel like it's like invite only. Yeah, the location. Yeah. The location. I don't changed. know. Well, I didn't. These are. I didn't promote none of this. Yeah. See, that's the thing too. See how y'all answered me. This is why I didn't want to tell y'all I was a conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm smart. Like if you look at my Instagram, I, I don't even you don't even know I've been DJing. I keep it real low key until recently. Yeah, yeah. Like I never posted none of these flyers over the last few months. I have footage on my phone you'll never see. Like I I'm not posting it just because I don't want anyone to say anything to me. Like yeah. <laughs> but we don't even need to. The parties are so low key and with such big ballers, like yeah, it's yeah. all invite basically. Okay. Damn. Did you guys have a menu too? Like the whole other <laughs> Jamie, why are you talking about food? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> like <laughs> menu with the alcohol. <laughs> menu with the alcohol. <laughs> like, the of course. Girls. We got the bottle service girls. We got the whole nine. Like mm. the same, same uh, treatment. You know what you know Damn. what the thing is that I I can't even really hate and judge because the way California yeah. shut down and what they did to all of these businesses and everyone and all the people working. It's like they give motherfuckers no options sometimes, man. Like, you know, it's, it's yeah. just like, it's like, it's it's hard to navigate in a system where like, you know, where like the government doesn't care about you and what do you have, to, you know, it's like motherfuckers got to what, do what they got to do to survive. You know what I'm saying? And if there's a demand for that shit, someone's got to supply it. So it's really hard. Yeah, to, a, if, I wasn't, you know? hey, you know, I was just one of those. I wasn't scared. I'm a grown ass woman. I have a kid to take care of. I'm that. a single, yeah. single yeah. mother. Right. That, you know, I get, I do it all on my own. So it's like, yeah. and we get no money in radio. So I had, I had, to, I had to take care of like, look at us. We're a year into this shit. Well, what? How has, how has, how has being a mom, uh, baby changed you in, in any way? Like with your hustle and the things you have to do and the late nights and the radio waking up early mornings. Like how is that? How's it changed you? I feel like I've always been a responsible ass person. That's just who I was. Mm-hmm. I just feel like just having her gave me even more purpose. Mm-hmm. And just like, you know, knowing that somebody really, truly counts on me. Like I got, I have to find a way to manage my time. If mm-hmm. it was, you know, if I, if I did, if I didn't have to, I would be in the studio 24 seven working with artists and records. But it's like, I got to balance my time out. Just really just taught me how to like really juggle things, but definitely gave me a purpose because she counts on me and only me. Right. And like when you have a kid, you see the difference from when your homies count on you versus a little kid that needs you. Like it's, it's yeah, you gotta go. And yeah. I think that's when I got real serious. Like, the, like that's when I stopped playing at power. I was like, nah, I ain't playing no more. Mm. You know, so it just really helped me get like no more freebies. I'm cool. Right, right. right made me right. realize I had to get about my business. So you really started to prioritize your time and really figured out what was important for you in your career. Yeah, because on the come up, I was that one that I'll do it. I'll spend all the time. I'll go that extra mile. I'll put in that extra work. I, and I had to stop doing so much of that once I had her. And also, I wanted to ask, like, when when were you at TuneIn? Was it in between the time you were at Power and Real? Or? It, was a, it was a year break after Real. I quit Real. Uh-huh. And uh, went there for a year, and then Nick called me. So I've been back at Power for a year and a half now. Do you, how was your? How was the experience at TuneIn? TuneIn was dope. I was a national program director. Like, yo, these tech companies got money, guys. They got <laughs> bread. Like, you, know I mean? like <laughs> you walk in, they feed you lunch. I don't know if you guys have ever been to Instagram. They have full kitchens. They feed their employees. They like this. This even Series XM is like that. Like compared to what we're used to. 
Like, this shit is mind blowing. They really took care. Like, I never had health insurance. You know how good it felt to get health insurance for my daughter? Like, oh, wow. Yeah. You know what I mean? Things like that that people don't think that we got to deal with, you know? Are you still with TuneIn or you had left? Uh, are you doing both? Well, I wanted I was doing both for a little bit, but TuneIn, they're, they're more of a sports based situation. Mm-hmm. So it just it wasn't they didn't really understand the music they were trying to. And actually, DJ Reflex is the one who hired me over there. Mm. And so they, they, they ended up letting him go. So after they let him go, uh, I just kind of focused more on the, the power stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, man. They, they ended up they ended up getting rid of their music department. So the timing was kind of cool for me. Oh, so wow. I was able to just really transition fully into power. So it was cool. But I, damn, I miss it. Trust me. I would have still been there if they had the, the whole music department. Yeah. I would have loved to still be there because I felt like I was doing it. I had the baby. I had Nipsey up in there talking about tuning and no one knew what tuning was. Yeah. So I, I just, I, it, it, all, it taught me my, my power though. It really showed me my power. Like I'm not just some DJ. Mm. I could be a programmer. I could be a music director. I could do this all. I could be an A&R. Fuck that. <laughs> Nah, yeah. I believe it. I believe that shit. Oh, hell yeah. And yeah, I'm, I still want to talk about the underground stripper parties, but <laughs> can we go back? <laughs> Circling back. Look, look what you started. <laughs> what did, what did, just to, was it the girls from Crazy uh, Crazy Horse that would go over there? Or crazy Girls. Uh, crazy Girls. It's a mixture. It, it was a, It's a mixture of all the Sams, all the AODs, and all the Cheetahs and Crazy Girls. That's the Sams. Mm-mm. And then all the it. new girls that are getting into the life. Oh my <laughs> god! Shout out to them. <laughs> I, I, I t- Big ups. <laughs> I'm so I'm so I'm so like. You're still torn. Like I'm so torn. I've never been this torn in in an in in interview before. Heartbreak. I know. I'm just like, I'm literally like there's two like there's like an angel and a devil on one side. I was like. Yo, this isn't this isn't responsible. Like, no, no, no. Ask more questions about this shit. Like, no, no, no. Keep it moving. All right. You know what's crazy though? I was someone who always wore face masks before COVID. Really? Mm, Shit. Like, I just like wearing face masks. I like I like that ninja feel. Like, I just like being having my face covered. Like, I'm I'm that. You know? Yeah. So it's crazy. I used to you. There's hella pictures of me at Playhouse with a face mask way before COVID. (laughs) I've always been about that. Yeah. When you yeah, it's funny because I feel like one of her signatures is her smile, and now she's like, oh, "I've been covering this whole time." <laughs> yeah, I do. I don't really. Did we have any more questions, or did we want to? I was actually thinking about this question and trying to figure out how to present it to you. So, like the artists that you have coming up, a lot of them, you know, they come from street life, and a lot of them are just really speaking their truth. Do you find it maybe like a fine line to where it's speaking their truth versus promoting violence? You know what I mean? I mean, that's always like an inner battle, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. cause I, I, you know, I, I listen to as a, as a, I mean, as a woman, like sometimes, you know, like we're we're objects in in hip hop, you know, like mm-hmm. my, it's, I mean, fuck, you know, it's just it's a fine. I've just learned to become more comfortable as I got older and more accepting with everything. Cause when I yeah. was younger, you would never, I would refuse to do strip clubs. It's like I'm not trying to see dudes throw money at my at these women I, I you know what i mean like I, I i just as i got older i got more open to a lot of things yeah. and just more comfortable yeah of course as a as a human being like of course a lot of shit needs to change but that's always been hip-hop hip-hop has always been violent over sexualized the reason i said it was a battle is because i understand like for the mainstream, maybe they don't see it that way. But for these dudes, the hip hop is therapeutic. Like yeah. they would rather be in the studio versus robbing somebody. You know what I mean? So like, I'd rather see them get rich okay. in 
I'd rather see them get rich and change them and their families' lives. YG came exactly. out of jail. He was straight out of jail when we got shit popping for him. And now I still talk to his mother to this day and to see how all their lives have changed. We can find positives in this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She's gotta, that's the way I look at it. You just got to find the positives and we can get this bag and change our communities with it. When, you know, when YG started popping off and, you know, when I think of YG, I think of like gang life, right? I think of like, you know, the bloods. I think of all of that shit and 300 and and what he pushes and and then there was a 400 400 is okay sorry yeah, i'm thinking about the movie <laughs> so, okay i got to make sure i got to make sure the movie <laughs> not 300 so, the movie okay so so he's pushing 400 he's doing collabs with like what is it puma or adidas right he's doing he did like an adidas uh, he does nike he does nike. cortezes yeah he did nike i'm sorry he, he did nike cortezes. cortezes yeah he he did reebok a few yeah, times yeah and then there was like yeah. it was literally to me it, it almost started this wave of gangs like in gang life being uh, like a hype, like being the hype to where like white kids in the, in the Midwest were jumping on it. And then if you didn't have that shit, if you didn't have that YG and that pushing of, of, of all that gang life, you honestly maybe wouldn't have even had like a six, nine that every motherfucker hates, you know, because I feel like that mm. was kind of like a wave that kind of went there. And it kind but of, it's hard because you know? Kendrick and YG really live that life. That's really mm-hmm. what they come from. And that's really who their homeboys are, that their entourage is like, these really fools really about that life. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, like he said earlier, unfortunately, they're just telling their truth. And it sucks that you got fucking suckers out here. Right. But, <laughs> I mean, they did it the NWA, right? There was little white kids all over the country singing NWA. Right. But that yeah. was really their life. Mm-hmm. Kendrick yeah. Kendrick is so opposite of, of YG style, but they're saying the same story. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They're really telling the same story, but just in their different styles of saying it. Yeah. I, I think it just became like a, it almost became like a, a gimmicky trend to a certain point, but it's actually a lifestyle. Motherfuckers outside of Cali here, and LA. Out, out here it is a lifestyle. Outside, I don't know, but also too, I feel like a lot of cats have left here and taken that shit with them. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately yeah. it has spread. It trips me out to see all these Crips and Bloods in New York. It like lot, I, that yeah. shit trips me out still to this day. Like Dave yeah. Easton, they be claiming Crip. I'm like, what's going on? Yeah. But, but I, it's everywhere now. Everyone's traveled like... Yeah, that was it. Was it started? It started like in the late '90s, early 2000s, when I yeah. like when I started seeing uh, bloods, bloods, bloods in, in New York, in, in Harlem, yeah, like uptown, <laughs> yeah. And then Crips started appearing in Brooklyn, right? Kind of that was like the yeah. the shit where there was Crips in Brooklyn. Yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't even believe it. I'm like, these motherfuckers, re- there's really bloods in in Harlem, like in uptown. And it was yeah. like it was it was there in the 2000s. Mm-hmm. Thank and then I left by that time. I was like I was in Vegas by that time, but uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty crazy. I've I've always just wondered like you know like because I, I I like YG's music, but I just thought at a certain point it was becoming he it wasn't exploitive, but you know what I'm saying where it was like it it, be, it became gimmicky, and I know he didn't mean it to be to be gimmicky, but to the outside out people outside of LA and Cali. It started becoming this gimmick, and then it created this mm. this wave of everyone just kind of you know, you know, f- just hopping on it. Yeah, I know and, every R and B singer was a blood at one point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah Soldier Boy was a blood, bro. 
Every yeah. R&B, everybody was a blood at one point. Now yeah. everyone, because of like Roddy and Kendrick, want to crip again. <laughs> like I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I see the. I see what you're saying. Even even like the like, the language, like gang, YG, gang. But, like, but, you know? I don't think YG meant to do that. Like you nah, said, yeah, I think yeah. the labeling may have influenced him a little bit more. But yeah. that's who he is and where he comes from. Mm-hmm. He's authentic. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I remember. I remember. I saw YG perform with a Power One Hundred Six uh, in uh, the sports arena right then. Um, at the Coliseum, bro, YG brought like forty bloods on stage with him, <laughs> and it was fucking insane. I was like, damn, he Yo. this shit is really, really his. Yo, life. Nipsey, oh my god, the way Nipsey used to move, woo! And then it got to a point where he was banned from every single LA club, and I feel that's when Nipsey really changed up his style, and he just yeah. he really went took off after Hell, that. He was he was banned from Vegas, him and YG for, for some time. The, yeah, the whole strip hop shit that was going on, yeah. Oh, so wait, so like Nipsey was moving like a little bit more reckless earlier on, and then he kind of just he kind oh, of oh definitely he was six oh, yeah. oh he was he was he was just that's who he was, and then yeah, and yeah. those were with his friends at that time, and yeah, there was a point where Nipsey was banned from every LA club, mm. yeah, and then I think that's when he sat back, and that's when he made the hundred dollar mixtape, and things really changed for him after he moved so different after that. Like yeah, after that, you would just see him with him and J Rock and his body, his body rock, J Rock. Uh, that's it. Before it would be like forty dudes. Like he yeah. totally changed up. Wow. Yeah, I was gonna say after that Crenshaw mixtape, I noticed the difference in everything. Like with his lyrics, mm-hmm. like his production. Yep. Like you could tell he the took music, a more The production. Yep. I'm embarrassed to say, and you know, it's a shame, but I really was never onto Nipsey's music until maybe like. The year a year before he passed, unfortunately, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying. And uh, you know, maybe I'm a New Yorker and I'm like stubborn, even though I'm in Vegas and it's so close to the West Coast. But I yeah, didn't. You guys are stubborn towards us. You definitely yeah, are. <laughs> <laughs> not, not, not as bad as it, not as bad as I as used to be. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, the birthplace. <laughs> <laughs> is that what every New Yorker motherfucker tells you? Like, yeah. yo, this is, yeah. Where, yeah. this is where it started. It started here, like that. <laughs> Not in the Bronx. I started to park in the Bronx. <laughs> My neighborhood. I know. No, no, like no, New York, y'all yeah. New York is rough. Y'all yeah. tough. Yeah. I, actually, I used to be like that. I'm not gonna lie. But it wasn't until I moved to Vegas, so I kind of changed my mind a little bit, and yeah. I so LA love after that. <laughs> I'm a little. I'm still a little stubborn with with the Cali shit, but when it's good, it's good. Like Shoreline Mafia, all that shit. I think with with Nipsey, I just didn't hear it. And then, like, later on, later on, I started listening more and more. And I'm like, damn, this motherfucker. Will... Like, I didn't really appreciate his his rap style at the yeah, time. Yeah, a lot of people didn't appreciate him when he was here. That's... Yeah. Yeah. And it's just embarrassing because later on, I kind of started listening to his lyrics. I'm like, damn, he this motherfucker really was spitting some shit. He, yeah. You know, yeah. that's why we just all got to link up and, you know, yeah. let egos go. That's true. Yeah. That's my apology to the West Coast, and that's the last one that y'all ever hear. <laughs> well, after, never... she threat, after she kind of threatened you and told you to come to the West Coast, to LA, you <laughs> come over. Yeah, Blue Bucks. Yo, you gotta come to LA. I'll show you what the Blue Bucks clan is. I'll, I'll show I'll you. Show you what this shit does. <laughs> I want to see them. Yeah, <laughs> see what that's about. I'm like, I ain't and, come to LA. Then, I gotta check in with you charisma. Go to the underground strip clubs after I know. that. I got, we got to check in the charisma next time the road podcast comes to LA. So we'll be yeah, careful. Oh, yeah. <laughs> charisma. Hey, New York's different. Y'all are used to aggressive women because your women have to be aggressive. So I nah, thought that's why New York yeah. stuck with me. Y'all nah, fuck with me. Y'all get yeah, me. I love your energy, yo. <laughs> oh, Honestly, definitely. I love your energy, yo, for real. If, yeah, uh, she brings good energy. Yeah, I love it. Um, yeah. Yo, charisma, thank you so much for being on the podcast, man. I, thank you. Thank, thank you, you, you know. It's, yeah, no, this was dope. This was one of the funnest ones I've done. Thank you, guys. Oh, no doubt, man. That. 
Um, Conspiracy theories, underground strip clubs, you know the deal. I know. But, yo, Charisma, I'm really looking forward to what you guys have planned for Young Californians. And anytime you got anything going through and uh, if there's any way we could plug it or do anything and give a shout to it, just let us know. Like, uh, and big shout to you. I was raised by a single mom. I know this, I know how hard it is, and I know. Likewise, likewise. Yeah, so, you know, as a single mom, like, yo, salute to you, man. Like, much respect to you, like, for real. Hey, yo, real quick, real quick, I want to plug DJ Audio One's Twitch page. Um, Twitch.tv slash DJ Audio One. All the homies have been holding his page down while he's been in recovery. All the DJs rallied together. They've been keeping his page going, DJing on his Twitch uh, making sure that he's getting some money in because because homeboy's been in recovery and we want him to focus on his health but not also worry about paying them hospital bills and paying for all his expenses while he's uh you know recovering um but the best way to really donate is to uh send him money directly and i want to put his paypal up um so make sure you can you know send him two dollars whatever you can, man. Anything helps. Um, He's one of us. He's one of, he's a DJ and this shit could happen to any one of us. And, and um, we, we gotta, we gotta look out for each other. So if you want to watch this episode on YouTube or view some of our older episodes as well, you can go to youtube.com slash road podcasts, like comment, subscribe. We post new episodes every Thursday, every Thursday, y'all, without fail. So definitely come check out the new episodes on YouTube on Thursdays. And then, uh, yeah, we're and out. I, I got something coming. My next single, you New Yorkers are gonna appreciate it. Oh, yeah. appreciate oh the next one. shit! Wait, okay. wait, yeah. Do you have, do you have anything you want to plug right now, or do you have anything you know that you want to talk about? Anything? I'll give y'all. I'll give y'all an exclusive. All right, my next single's coming. It's gonna be an all female lineup, and and we got the queen, the legend, little Kim on the hook. Oh, like, and then I got some crazy female rappers on there. So that's my next single coming. Oh shit! Be on the lookout. Definitely looking for that. Nice, (laughs) nice. Work with the queen. I'm juice. Let's go. Dope. Hey, yo, Charisma, thank you so much again. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for coming through, man. Thanks, yeah, guys. Thank you so yeah. much. Thank you, Charisma. Thanks, Charisma. And, uh, and uh, we're out. Peace.